Hello and welcome to the Kalamazoo Church of Christ podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We're a startup church we just planted in September 2020. And at the Kalamazoo Church, we believe that Christianity is done best when it is done together. And so if you live in the Kalamazoo area, we would love to connect. Be it coming to a Sunday service, one of our small groups, or even just grabbing coffee with a member to learn more. You can visit kalamazoo.church in order to do that. We pray that you are inspired by what you hear today. You guys can open up to Ephesians 6. We'll be there in a minute. Shocker. So, so there, I'm, this, is, this is the interactive part here. There was this, this meme yesterday on Facebook that I saw, and, and it asked this question, uh, what order do you wash your dishes in? Cups, pots, silverware, bowls, and plates. What order do you put them in? And if I were to ask you guys that, well, I, well, what would you guys say? What's the correct order to wash your, your silverware, your, your, your dishes in? Dishes first. I okay, but what about cups? Cups first. Yes, cups first. Right. And so, I'm just, I'm, I'm just grateful that I have a dishwasher now that I don't have to worry about it. You know what I'm saying? The the reality is though that, that we could argue and talk about, and you should have seen these comments. They were. I mean, it's, it's Facebook, and so you understand that even the, the most benign thing of, of what order do you uh, wash your, your dishes in, it got racial really quickly, and <laughs> it's just, yeah, I, you, you, can't, you can't make this stuff up, guys, right? <laughs> the, the point is, though, that, that priorities matter to a lot of people, and today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, priorities, specifically the, the priority that, that God puts on, on certain things. Um, we've been looking through the series on the armor of God, and we know the devil is the enemy, and that's who we're fighting against. And we know that we're, we're taught that we got to use spiritual weapons to combat him. We talked about the belt of truth that's agreeing on, that, on what's true, that the Bible is truth. The breastplate of righteousness, that, that our relationship with God, it'll keep our hearts from being pierced. That this shield of faith is to take the focus off of everyone else and just say, okay, where am I at with my walk with God? we got to make every effort to grow close to Him. And today, we're going to talk about the helmet of salvation. It's, it's over here in Ephesians 6. It says, finally... Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. In verse 10, excuse me. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. 
take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And so we're closing up our series. We're talking about the helmet of salvation this morning. And then stay tuned. Uh, in the coming days, I'll, I'll send over a little bit of a, uh, a study or a quiet time that it kind of talks about what is this sort of truth, basically. But, but we're closing up because we know next week we've got this big inaugural service that we're, we're excited about. Leaving today, I hope that we gain some awareness, tools, and consciousness to know who we're fighting and what to use. And I would say in our lives as Christians, and so if you're a first-timer here, you don't identify as being a Christian, well, then you're kind of involved in a family talk here. But probably the most difficult thing to do, or one of the most difficult things to do, is to view situations in terms of eternity. I, I think it's such an incredible weight to put on to say that, what we do here matters in the context of forever, and so what we do here matters. I would say if, if the devil is able to lull followers of Christ to sleep, thinking that these issues are not dire or important, he's won a major battle. And so as we even begin to put on this, this helmet of salvation, I would say that probably would come with, with glasses as well. Because you and I need to have eyes that see the battles that are taking place all around us. The, the main thing to take away right here is to keep the main thing the main thing. We, we're over in Mark 12. You know, for, for you and I, the, the main thing, the main thing, we all know there's been so many situations that we can look to of people dying on the wrong hill. Uh, maybe there's some funny situations. I remember one of my good friends decided that he was going to die on the hill that Will Smith is a top five rapper of all time. Um, and, he just, and he just decided, I'm going to make this my thing. Or, or you've, you've seen it, perhaps you're closely associated with a sports team, and you know your team is significantly worse than a bunch of other teams, but you say, well, I am going to die on the hill that says my team is better than that. And I'm going to explain to you why the record doesn't matter, and I'm going to explain to you why the injuries don't matter, my team's better than yours. Right, there we go. He's <laughs> waiting for it. For, for you and I, we got, we got to be very concerned with the battles that we choose to fight and the hills we choose to die on. Uh, it, it's Mark 12. It's a really, really, really cool passage of Jesus interacting with a, a group of people. And starting in verse 13, it says, Later, they sent some of the Pharisees and the Herodians to Jesus to catch him in his words. They came to him and said, Teacher, we know that you are a man of integrity. You aren't swayed by others because you pay no attention to who they are. But you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. And so they're buttering Jesus up right here. These, these adversaries are buttering him up. They say, Is it right to pay the imperial tax to Caesar or not? Should we pay or shouldn't we? But Jesus knew their hypocrisy why are you trying to trap me? He asked, bring me a denarius and let me look at it. They brought the coin and he asked them, whose image is this and whose inscription? Caesar's, they replied. Then Jesus said to them, give back to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's. And they were amazed at him. And so we, we have this story and there's these Pharisees and they were the religious leaders of the day. And then we have the Herodians, which was a Jewish group that 
closely aligned with Herod. And so actually, the, the Pharisees and the Herodians ordinarily didn't really like each other and they wouldn't interact with each other very much. Actually, they were, they were adversaries. The reason is the Pharisees wanted this line of David to be the rulers over Israel and the Herodians were content and even based on their name, wanted Herod to, to be the, this king. And so they, their views were totally disaligned. And yet in the, the challenge of trapping Jesus, you know, you, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. They decided let's, let's kind of get close together and let's trap Jesus in what he's saying. And here we go. Jesus, just in this one comment, he, he makes a pretty clear claims as, as far as politics, greed, and lordship all in one fell swoop, right? He talks about politics and he says, well, give to Caesar what is Caesar. I'm not going to be concerned with everything that's going on here. What's his? Give to his. Because it would have been awesome. In, in that day, if, if they would have caught Jesus, Jesus could have said, no, don't pay taxes to Caesar. And, and this tax was by all accounts kind of a, it was, it was a pretty grimy, deceitful tax and, and people didn't want to pay it. And, and maybe in some ways kind of similar to how some feel here perhaps about our taxes, but it was probably times about five. And so if Jesus would have said, don't pay taxes, he, it would have been said that he was trying to overthrow this government and we'd have to put him out. And if he would have said, yes, you absolutely have to pay taxes, then he would have been viewed pretty negatively as well. Like he's in full support of the government. Instead, he, he finds a way, and there's a cheat code to align himself with what's really important, keeping the main thing the main thing. He comments on politics. He comments on greed, right? This heart that, okay, I'm going to give because I know that I'm not going to be able to take with me. And, and you don't have to turn there, but Luke 12 comments on this really well as, as, as well. Um, and then he talks about lordship, right? And this is, this is the main thing that, that he says, you, you know what? Why don't you give to Caesar what's Caesar's? If it has his face on it, then it's his. But give to God what's God's. And, and we all understand that, that human beings, we're taught, are made in the image of God. And so as we think about this idea of what is the main thing, well, the main thing is to give ourselves to God. This is the, the helmet of salvation, right? That, that everything, we have to have a, an, an active thought, what is a salvation issue, and work towards it. You know, I, Jesus is saying, pay less attention to the stuff that's not important and way more to the stuff that's that's very important. You know, I, I think about, for me and myself, this idea of priorities and keeping the main thing the main thing and focusing on what's going on in the heart. I, I remember learning to drive. And I was, I started driving a little bit late. So I was like 16 and a half years old learning to drive and my dad's teaching me. And I thought, man, I, I've seen my dad drive all the time. And so I have a good understanding of you got to check your blind spots and turn. So I, I get it. We were on the highway driving and I have two hands on the wheel and I know that I have to switch a lane. And so I'm thinking, man, I'm going to be really smart about this. I'm going to make sure to check my blind spot. And so I'm driving and I turn on my signal and I check my blind spot. And, um, and I was talking to my dad. I was like, Hey, you, you, I bet you didn't realize I could check my blind spot, huh? And I, you know, I just, you just think you're, you're cooler than you are. And he said, Jedin, look at the road. And I was turning off, veering to the side because my, my hand was right here. And I checked my blind spot. I was turning it. And so you understand that I was focused on the wrong thing, something that wasn't extremely important. And, and the, the reality is staying on the road is way more important than checking your blind spot. And changing the radio is not important at all in that moment, right? 
For you and I, we, we have to make special note to align our values with what the Bible teaches and just what the Bible teaches. Pay special attention to the weight you pay or the weight you give um, on things that do not matter to God. Pay special attention to them. Money, status, comfortability. In fact, these things do matter to God and they matter so much so that he says, don't chase after them because they're, they're going to matter for eternity if you, if you do chase after them. Is there, is there anything in your life right now that, that you can identify or that maybe you can liberate somebody to identify that would say that you put your name behind that is something that's not becoming of a Christian or that's something that could turn people off to Christianity altogether? If there's anything like that, and not just certainly face-to-face, but we understand social media too. If there's posts you share and stuff you like, and I'm not actually commenting on anybody in particular. I'm saying this is what we sign up for when we, when we decide to be Christians, that we are going to focus on the main thing, and the other stuff is just going to fall in. I'm going to put it, the value of it where God puts the value of it. And so then this question is, what is the main thing? Uh, is something perhaps you would have, and it's, it's a good question. Um, it's, it's a question that I think people have been searching for for a while. You, you guys can go to Luke 24. You think about what, what the point of all of these teachings are. Why, why did God give us the Bible? Why did Jesus come here? Well, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it right now. And this is the, the important stuff. And I, I would put before us that this helmet of salvation is saying that I'm going to put on this mantle that if it's a salvation issue, I'm going to get on board with it. I'm going, to, I'm going to make a point to make this the thing that I die on, the hill that I die on. It's Luke 24. So this is after Jesus rose from the dead. And right now he's appearing to his disciples. And his disciples were starting to get it, but maybe not fully. And they were getting closer and closer to understanding what the point of all of this was. And Jesus shares with him, uh, shares with them rather. He says in verse 44, He said to them, this is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms. So he says all the, what's written about me in the Old Testament, um, everything has to be fulfilled. Okay. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, this is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. And so Jesus is opening it up and he says, okay, everything, what's the point of this whole Bible was? It's pointing to Jesus Jesus and specifically pointing to a few things. It's, it's all culminating to this, this one moment or this great lesson that's being going to be preached here that talks about repentance and forgiveness of sins and the reality that Jesus died and rose from the dead. And this is, this is the main things that we ought to be extremely focused on. Not coincidentally, these things are the stuff that's related to salvation, right? The idea of salvation is our sins being removed and being able to be in a good standing with God for eternity, And Jesus is saying, that's the main thing. That's what everything is written about is pointing to this time 
And so stay in the city. You are going to be the witnesses to some of these amazing things. And now go over to, to Acts 1. And so Luke and Acts, written by the same guy, and, and in many cases, it can be even seen like uh, one, one uh, narrative, basically. And, and so we're going to pick up, and there's one other key component, and then, uh, then we'll actually read what this main thing is. Luke, or rather, Acts 1. Uh, we'll, we'll pick up here. We don't, we don't have to read all this bit. We'll, we'll pick up in, in verse 4. It says, on one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? They don't, they don't even really fully get it. He said to them, it's not for you to know the times or dates the father has set by his own authority, but you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And so work with me here. We're trying to figure out what's the main thing according to Jesus. And we understand salvation is it. And we're learning that, okay, repentance is somehow with salvation. Forgiveness of sins is, is necessary. And then there's this other little bit that says, hey, it's going to come, and it's going to come very soon, this idea of, of what salvation is. And this is the important stuff for us to get on straight. So the, let, let's go to Acts 2. We'll go one, one little bit over. And I'll, I'll save us the time. If you've not read it in a little bit, I recommend just reading Acts 2 to understand what's, what is this, this baptism that, that's talked about. And basically, these people are able to speak in so many different languages because the Holy Spirit gives them the ability to do so. And this is the stuff that's, that's preached, though. This is, this is the stuff that we have to keep the main thing. It, it says uh, in Acts 2... Um, Right here, basically, in, in verse 22, it, it says this is Peter preaching, and again, to so many people in different languages, something amazing has happened. It says, fellow Israelites, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did among you through him, as you yourselves know. This man was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge, and you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. And then, and then go down here to 36. It says, Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, the promises for you and your children, and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words, he warned them, pleaded with them, Save yourself from this corrupt generation. A miracle happened. It says, Those who accepted his message were baptized in about 3,000 were added to their number that day. So Jesus is pointing to the, the main thing, and he says, you know the main thing, just stay, and you're going to preach the main thing. And then Peter preaches the main stuff, and this is stuff that we've got to put at the same level as, as Jesus does. 
And that's that he, he died and rose from the dead. And everything has to be seen through the context of Jesus raising from the dead. And not only that, but the, the important stuff then is, is that repentance is necessary. That, that if there's a call to turn away from the outward way of living. The Bible is not just some good book that sounds good or that's really interesting or that's an awesome history book. In some ways, it's all of those things, but it's way more than that. And then, and then it teaches that baptism is not some outward sign for something inward that's going on. It, it in fact, is, is one of the key components that allows us to have the opportunity for salvation, this, this helmet of salvation that we want to put on. And so for, for you and I to be so concerned with so many other things and not concerned with salvation, is, it's, it's easier, but it's, it's not the most worthwhile way to live. You know, I, I, I do think about this idea of, processing everything through the context of salvation and, and making sure to put on this helmet. And it's, it's a, it is heavy. I remember years ago uh, studying the Bible with one of my good friends in school, and we were looking through, and this was, it was the first time that he had really read some of these scriptures and even some of the scriptures that talked about really what repentance looks like and the denial of self that comes along with it. And we went to one of, it was my campus minister at the time, we went to his house and studied that. And then it was about a 10-minute drive back to our dorm where we were staying. And he was, he was the driver. I wasn't the driver, to not swerve or whatever. But he was the driver. And he, the whole time, it was pretty quiet. And I just asked, I said, hey, what are you thinking? And he just said, hey, if, this, if all of this is true, then not too many people are in a good spot with God. And it was the first time that I, I know that he had felt this weight. That if, if matters are salvation matters, then I have to view not only my salvation, but the salvation of everybody who I come in contact with. And it's, it is pretty heavy, is it not? Uh, I think, I think for, for you and I, it, it is heavy and it matters and it's, it's weighty. However, it's something that if, if we're going to decide to be followers of Christ, then that's something that, that we have to take up. This, this weight of, if I'm going to view this helmet of salvation, then I have to view it for myself and try to help as many people come to it as possible. And for that reason, I can't post a lot on Facebook. For that reason, I'm not, I personally, I don't really care who you vote for, but I'm not going to publicize it on Facebook. You're not going to see me wearing a Biden or a Trump hat or anything like that. And be, why? Because 50% of people are now turned off to, to the gospel because of you wearing that hat, Right. So th this is stuff that, that has to be the main thing. And this is keeping the main thing the main thing. It's so cool that we even have, as we, right now we're going to prepare to take communion. It's so cool that we even have the opportunity to keep the main thing the main thing. Because if Jesus, right, like it says in, in uh, over here, you guys, you guys can go over to, to John 19. If, if Jesus hadn't died and risen from the dead, then the main thing would be following exactly what the Old Testament teaches to the T. And it would have been too much for you and I to bear. The, the helmet of salvation being viewing everything through the context of, of Christ risen and then there being repentance and forgiveness of sins, that's, a, that's actually way less weight than saying we have to follow all X number of commands to the T in order to be in a good spot with God. And then if we don't, then we have to sacrifice this, that, and the other thing but Jesus decided that we were worth it, that he was going to die for us and then be risen again. Thank you so much for listening to the Kalamazoo Church of Christ podcast. If you're in the Kalamazoo area, 
We'd love to get connected. Please go to kalamazoo.church and fill in your information to come to a Sunday service or any other event that we have going on. In any case, you'll be hearing from us next week. Come on! Too busy saving souls.